Welcome back to System Ministrivia Season 1, which is actually our second season because we know how to count, like how computers count. Um, this is Brent. I'm Jonathan. We have a, a new co-host um, for starting the season um, who will be with us uh, forever now. You may re remember him from the, the rap party yeah, I do. On, uh, on the previous season. It's uh, Chris Norton, who goes by Payton. Um, you want to talk a little bit about yourself? Hey, uh, yeah, uh, you can find me on Twitter at P4D3M. Um, I've been using Linux for quite some time. I think I started in 2003. Yeah, I loaded up a Red Hat server and put a Counter-Strike server and a TeamSpeak on it. Mm. It's probably, this was probably my foray into Linux. Since then, I've uh, I've started using Arch a lot. I actually have Arch uh, pretty much installed every computer I have. So, got to convert the lady. Oh, lady, though. Well, you don't you don't have to, but it's always nice when they're on the same page with that. Well, she uses a Mac. You know how I feel about people using <coughs> JSON. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We for the astute and detail oriented, they may notice that your your profile is already up on our bio page. Um, yeah. So that's up. I still got to get Aaron, our editor, to to give me a, a picture to use and everything. Because I would love to get him up on there too. Because he's, you know, we talk about him a lot. He's never actually been on the show, so you don't, you haven't heard his voice yet. But he's, you know, I, I really value his editorial input and the, the quality he puts into the show. Like right now, you're not going to be able to tell, but I'm using a, a new mic setup and it's a little bit more sensitive than my old one. And it's picking up some really nasty fan sounds. He's going to edit all that out, so you don't have to listen to it, which is, which is great. And he does these little things that, that just make the whole thing so much more noticeable uh, and, and really good to listen to. You know, I, I'd like to, to get his name out there. I do link to him in our show notes every episode that he edits. I have an editor field. So check that out. But I, I would like to get a, a proper bio up for him. Um, so Aaron, when you're editing this, if you're paying attention... I also go by Peyton. Uh, it's it's uh, when I go to when I attend plugs and I'm in IRC uh, in the in the Pound Plug channel and uh, you can find me there as Peyton. I go by that as well. Um, so if you hear him call me Peyton sometimes, it's uh, that's yeah. Why. I'm still like fifty fifty. I like I have like an innate urge to call you Peyton, but then I'm like I already do that with Jathan, so I'm like I don't I yeah. don't know. Yeah, I'm just gonna call you Peyton. So yeah. So if you get if you get confused between the two of us and I slip and call him Chris or slip and call him Payne or whatever, same person. <laughs> but we, we have all that info again on our bio page. So if you ever forget, you can check it out. And so we we have a couple topics. We only have two real topics. The rest is actually like kind of a meta show level type stuff. I went to Twitter and you may remember this. I put out a poll asking who would want t-shirts or hoodies or whatever. And, you know, people were, were pretty interested. So I had one of my designer friends mock something up and, and put together. And she's, you know, a professional, so I, I paid her and everything because I, I believe in paying people what they do and, and all that. And, you know, now I'd I just like to take a, a quick detour because this is what we do. I mean, I'm super ADD and this is this is what happens, but it's relevant, sort of. Um, don't ask your friends for free shit. Like, if, if, if they work for Geek Squad or whatever, like, and it, don't be like, hey, can you fix my computer? Because that's, that's their livelihood pay them you know like i don't care if if you're married to them like find some way to to compensate them for it yeah also don't ask your family for free shit yeah yeah exactly like i don't care how close you are don't ask them for free shit that's just shitty 
there should be some form of compensation there. Even if it's just, like, free advertising or something. And don't be like, hey, like, I know this guy who can, like, hook you up. That's not advertising. That's, <laughs> that's not advertising. You know, find some way to make it worth their while. Which sucks because we live in a transactional society and whatever, but like it's it's the fact of the matter. These people need to make make money and, and put food on the table and everything. So I do like to pay uh, the designer and the editor I use and everybody um, because it's it's their livelihood. So that being said, I got in touch with the Niner. She's awesome. I can uh, I can get you her contact details. But she put together a really cool design for like a logo. So that'll be going out on t-shirts and hoodies once we have a design finalized. We still need to to find a quote that we want to put on that. So that brings me to our first, well, I guess technically our, our third, because we talked about Paven being new, and then we talked about merch coming out. And it is coming out, by the way, along with the reveal of our new logo. But that brings me to my, my third topic, and I'm flying through here, but we can we can go to detail these later. We'll be having contests this season. Maybe not so much trivia, a little bit of trivia, but more just kind of creative stuff. Like, we, we want to be more interactive with our viewers. And I know we have a lot of bright listeners and a lot of people who are really good with humor and stuff, too. And first contest is I'd like you to listen through all of the first season, season zero. Pick out your favorite quote and email them to us. Info at sysadministrivia.com. There's a form right on the bio page, sysadministrivia.com slash bio.php. There's a contact form there. You can use that instead. It'll go to the same place. Letting us know what your favorite quote from the first season was. Because if we're going to pick the ones we like the most, then have everybody vote on it. And that's going on the t-shirts and hoodies. So if you have one you really like and kind of want to wear a t-shirt or a hoodie with that on it, definitely get in touch. Uh, the winner, of course, will receive a, a free t-shirt or hoodie. That'll be great. We've got some other contests in the pipeline we're still finalizing on, but typically I, I plan on doing a lot of merch-type uh, sort of gifts for those contests. Unless we get sponsorship. I, I'd really like to do like a do like a free month of Linode or something like that. Yeah, that'd be yeah. nice. Yeah, so something like that. Um, I know we have some Linode folks that listen too, so... Guys, I, I know you're listening. We've got a couple people hanging out in our IRC that are Linodians, Linoders. I, I don't, I don't know what the proper term is, but they work at Linode and been awesome to us. So we would like to, to you know, help them get more market too because I, I think they do a really good job. Yeah, Linode has amazing customer service. Yeah, um, customer among service. other things, I mean, their product, uptime is the awesome. Product alone is great. Exactly, um, they're all SSD based and the great pricing. Um, really awesome actual operations. They got slammed with an attack, uh, like a really, really bad DDoS over the holidays, and they handled it like champs. I know some people disagree. The biggest cons- the biggest criticism, I guess, of that was the communication not being as much as people wanted. Let me tell you something. As someone who worked in the hosting industry before... It's not as easy as you make it sound. Okay. I couldn't help but notice that, like, all the fellow systems engineers and administrators and stuff were like, yeah, Lino, good job. Like, you're really, like, you know, you're, you're, I can tell you're, you're dealing with a really tough situation in an awesome way. And then all, like, the manager, managerial types are like, we demand more communication during outages and stuff <laughs> like that. And I'm like, all right, first of all, you don't get it. <laughs> like, there is literally no time. I, I think they did a fantastic job. So really props to them for handling a really tough situation like that. It's never an easy time for a host, and I'm speaking from experience here. They simply don't have 
the resources. No hosting company really does to, to handle an outage like that and also keep detailed, persistent communication with their customer base. You just got to let it ride sometimes. I mean, it wasn't the first attack Linux had, and it won't be the last. That's just a, a fact of the industry, but they handled it like champs. I, I really can't commend them enough on it. Were you affected at all? Not most of my Linux. I've got a couple Linux. One or two of them was, but uh, not most of them, no. Yeah, I didn't see a damn thing on my end, so... Yeah, the, the system in Serbia 1 was not affected. I put that one in the Newark location, and I don't think Newark ever really saw an outage more than, like, a couple minutes. Well, I think the outage was mostly restricted to the uh, the DFW area. Wasn't there Dallas Data Center was the one that was getting hit the most? I thought it was Atlanta. It might have been both. Yeah, because my... there were multiple multiple attacks during that time period. Well, yeah. my personal limit I... is in Dallas, and I, honest to God, I don't think I got any kind of notification. I never noticed anything strange. I, I'm thinking it was Atlanta. Um, we can check with our with the Linode staff. Um, or, you know what, we can just check the blog. You know, they, they put two blog posts up about it, um, and they mentioned which data center is there. So check their blog. It's on there if you're really that concerned with which location was hit. But I'm, I'm pretty sure it was Atlanta. Um, I think I only have one in Atlanta. Yeah, I, I mean, I didn't. it didn't really affect too much of what I was doing. Also, another thing. If you're that concerned about downtime, this is for the managerial types, if, they, if you're that concerned about downtime, don't fucking go with a VPS provider, period. Fucking rack your own shit. Right. Stop being lazy. Right. You know, like, yeah. end up with this DevOps culture bullshit. I pick Linodes because they serve what I need. You know, I don't need to run a full rack for the things I'm doing. But then again, I'm not running e-commerce or anything like that, you know? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It, it's, it's, it's a pet peeve of mine. Like, you gotta not be a cheapskate if you really demand full uptime you got to pay it all you got to pay your entire way you can't take shortcuts absolutely i agree with that completely I, uh, that's i mean it's just something that if you're if your business is is that service then you know buy your own servers yeah. man. you know mm -hmm. we're only 10 minutes in <laughs> um so i wanted to what, were you going to say something, Jathan? Yeah, I was actually just going to say uh, we had a little banter before the show because Payton had referred us to a song which we proceeded to look up on YouTube. Of course, I was met with an ad when I started to play the video. And yeah. uh, Brent, of course, has an ad blocker. And I just kind of... of course? Well, it just seems like something you do. Yeah, yeah. Um, I also have no script, too. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, uh, kind of just sparked a conversation about whether it's ethical or if it's a you know quote-unquote cool thing to do to have an ad blocker you are you are cruising into the topics i was going to talk a little bit more about merch i'm giving the guys a hard time because like i'm, I'm like really dead set on having like a, a blocked out schedule for recording now so you should see more regular releases and i know aaron's going to appreciate it yeah, so I, I want to be more structured. So, like, later in the season, you'll start to see, like, certain sections in the show develop. But, yeah, it's it's the it's the season premiere, so why the hell not party like it's 1999 <laughs> again? Uh, wow, that song just really has an ex expiration date on it, I guess. Jaython, do you remember when that song came out? 1999. No, it did not. No, I have no idea. Okay, that I, I feel a little bit old from that, then. Anyways, granted, I was pretty young when it came out, so I, I, I don't know why I asked you if you remembered. Because you're like, you're what, like 10 years younger? Not 10. 8? I'm 22. Yeah, 8 years younger. 
Okay. I won't tell. I won't say how many years younger he is. Yeah, than yeah. Peyton is uh is the oldest one of us. But it is what it is. Oh, you, when you were introducing yourself, you mentioned that you uh used Linux to set up a Teamspeak server. I remember my first foray into Linux, and we t- I talked a little bit about this in the uh, really horrible quality pilot episode uh, because that was before we even had an inkling of what we were doing in terms of recording quality. But anyways, my first foray into Linux was Debian 4? I forget which version that is, uh, which code name. But it was, it was Debian 4, I'm pretty sure. I set up an FTP server, and I got rooted. <laughs> I got all these wares on my uh, on my server, which was kind of cool. I was like, alright, like free copy of uh, like Doom or whatever. Go me, I guess. But, you know, at the same time, it was a rooted box, so I was like, oh, I guess I gotta wipe it. Anyways, so back to the, the ad-blocking thing. Jathan gave me some shit, because he says, you know, these are how some people make their living. That's a horrible way of making a living, first no, of all. No, 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 I didn't say make a living. I said people make money off of it. All right, well, And, then... wait, let me, let me back this okay. up, too, because when I was in high school... Yep. I <clears throat> maintained a, a blog called rainbow smoothie okay and i don't (laughs) i don't want to go into too many details here but and i know i know none of my my rainbow smoothie people are listening but i'm gonna direct them towards the show and um you don't need to drop names but tell me right now was it a site about a gay fetish of of pouring smoothies (laughs) no it was not okay because that's absolutely what it sounds like no no and as long as you didn't squirt yogurt on people's guys' backs, you're good. I seriously, we're, we're offending people now. I don't even know. How long did we last until a gay joke? Six, 16 minutes, 57 seconds. Okay. Look, if you're gay, I love gay people, but not in a gay way, I guess. <laughs> just keep digging that hole deeper, That's son. Just keep just, digging that hole. Here, here's the spade, buddy. <laughs> no. Um, All right. All right what, what about it? So we, it was a group of people in high school, and we ran this website. I did the maintenance, like the actual back-end stuff and whatever. It was running, I think, actually on a Tectonic VPS, but I don't remember. We made a lot of extra cash with RainbowSmoothie.com. And what did you what did you do with that cash? We just shared it amongst ourselves. It was just like extra spending money while we were in high school. But you I mean, don't fucking need that. You're in high school. What, what are you going to do what, in high school that needs extra saying? spending money? Uh, we all drove. We, I mean, I bought a car in high school. What's your point? I had to pay for my own gas and shit. It wasn't like I was just given everything by my parents like some of these damn kids these days. Oh, so you just sat back and waited for that, the revenue come, to come in from the ads then? Yeah. I mean, I actually did. You realize... You no, realize I mean, I had a job aside from that, but it was nice, like, oh, I just got a deposit from Google AdWords for, like... Well, at the you know the time we were just compounding it, and when it would hit a hundred bucks, I would get it and then distribute it. But it would be nice, just like oh look, I made an extra twenty five bucks today for doing nothing, really. So basically, what's the difference between that and your parents giving you money? Um, the ads were on a website that we worked to to actually put content on that people wanted to see. And you can mow the lawn for money to get money from your parents. What what's the difference? No, no, my parents just told me to go mow the grass. They didn't pay me to do it. All right, well... Oh, really? <laughs> such a poor child. Yeah. My point is, Jathan, you don't need that money in high school, right? No, I understand, but that's not my point. My point is, is that 
you know, that could be helping somebody who runs a blog on the side put bread on the fucking table. I, you don't know. And I understand, like, no, if that's your job, that's probably not realistic. Like, you're probably not going to make a living off of Google AdWords. But it can be good supplemental income. And for websites that serve genuinely good content, that keeps that content flowing in some cases. I don't run ads on the Sys Minus Trivia site. Should I? I know that, but that's because, you know... Should I? I don't personally believe so because of what we are about and because potentially in the future we will have other sources of income. What? Well, I, I have a great source of income right now, but that's... Yeah, your fucking job. <laughs> I understand that. I'm talking about just the website itself. Like, So what makes us so different for, from some teenager writing a blog? Well, ho- hold on. Let's, 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 let's see this. There's a difference between blocking ads on, like, say, SourceForge and, like, say, our it's website. It's because SourceForge doesn't have yeah. ads because it's never up. Guys, I'm going to extend the contest. That's going to be on the fucking t-shirt. <laughs> I, I really hope so. I'm going to extend the contest to include this season of all the episodes we've released so far, i.e. this one. Because that is gold. <laughs> oh, man. I can't turn down the dig at SourceForge, especially if it's going to promote our own site. Oh, that I just had to use that today, and so you know I'm pissed off at them. <laughs> um, oh, my God. Yeah, well, I mean, the reason I use an ad blocker isn't, like, because they're annoying. Google AdWords, like, I think they are fantastic. I'm playing the devil's advocate here. I hope you realize that. I think Google AdWords are the best fucking site advertisement platform around. They are unobtrusive. They still are able to make the ads relevant and like say what you want about targeted ads, but like, you know, there's a way to you can opt out of that. Plus, I'd rather see an ad that I actually give a shit about as opposed to one that I don't. Right, right. I mean, granted, most of the ads I see on Google AdWords are like for stuff I already purchase or whatever. But that aside, yeah, I think Google AdWords is least of all evils in terms of advertising. Right. I think they they approach it really well they don't pay that well especially these days it's it's an example of what it should be doing now here's my problem and here's why i use an ad blocker when you have a site like forbes where you have very high expectations of remember forbes is a publication for like wealthy individuals they have no excuse none right when you've got a site like forbes requesting nay demanding requiring you to disable your ad blocker to view their content yes which is okay whatever it's their choice like i I get why they do it they they don't need that revenue in my opinion but whatever they they are want to be greedy assholes fine but when you have a site that makes that demand of you the user and then you serve fucking malware through your advertisement this is these are legit like backdoor injections type shit because nobody audits the advertisement platforms nobody and they're full of nasty shit and there's been already just numerous compromises because nobody is checking the shit and you would think a a publication like Forbes would but they don't uh, because they just you know shovel it off to, to some third party advertisement provider or whatever that I have a problem with that's a security yeah. risk at that point, Jathan. It's no longer about the money. It's it's why am I like I don't need to read the list of of uh, top forty up and coming millionaires if it's going to fucking get me, excuse me compromised. You know, like I I don't need that in my life. No, so okay. fuck you. I'm turning my ad blocker on. 
That's fine. And see, <clears throat> that is a legitimate concern, and that's not really the standpoint I was taking, obviously. Right. I understand your, your point, you know, and, and it's valid in maybe very limited cases. Well, and the other instances, we were talking about a YouTube video, and I yeah. personally, I don't know about you guys, I think this is something that maybe is, is more prevalent with the younger generation, and I, that's not like an old person joke, that's just a serious thing. You know, like, you guys had Saturday morning cartoons, we've got YouTube, whereas, like, there's channels I subscribe to and watch religiously, and those people can choose what kind of ads to display in line with their videos or before their videos or whatever. And personally, I want to support them, so I tend to watch those ads because I like those creators on YouTube. Have you? And there's nothing. And there's nothing wrong with that. I, mean, I don't think any one of us here is saying you can't do that. But I think that something like Forbes, where you have to turn off your ad blocker to then click through, and oh, guess what? You get served malware. I think that's yeah. Funny. I agree. Gonna, that's that's, that's bullshit. And that should take it be. one step further, though. Jathan, have you heard of a thing called Patreon? Yes, but um, there's a few things. One, not everyone has Patreon. In fact, of all the people I watch on YouTube, only one does right now. That's their choice. Next. I know, I know. Number two, the ads are money that those people are getting for something I'm doing with my time, but not something that I'm directly investing. I, I, don't, <clears throat> I don't see how that's a valid point. Can, because you, can you clarify on that? I know that they get money because I'm looking at an ad that's on their video. Right? I don't know that. No, I do. You, you do? Yes. How? Because it's part of the policies, like the way YouTube works, just in general. Do you know the percentage they make on those ads? No, and I'm not saying that they're making a million dollars. I'm just saying... I'm saying they're not making 20 bucks. No, that's not true. I mean, some of these people have millions of views on every one of their videos. Come on. Doesn't matter. But that's it's not it's not a dollar per view. It's it's not even. It's a, a fraction of a cent. Like a I know cent. that, but it's, there it's, are people yeah. who fractions of a penny. It's fractions of a penny. No, I get that, but it doesn't matter. Every tiny bit helps in some cases. No, you know where those all right. So these YouTubers that make money and you know they make money. Like no, no, no. yeah, but well, no, 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 I'm not talking on, about fucking on. PewDiePie right now. Uh, all right, well, fuck PewDiePie. Yeah, but, I like, agree, but <laughs> I'm talking. I'm, I'm saying like about these people. They they don't make their their the bulk of the money they make from YouTube from YouTube. They no, make it I from that. sponsorship. I get they that. They make it from product placement. They don't make it from YouTube ads. I know that. I totally get that. So then if there's an alternate source of income to reward these people in the way that you like uh, without YouTube ads, why are you supporting YouTube ads? It's not to say that they still don't make anything from YouTube ads. The amount they make is just pitiful, though. It's, it's like, all right, I'm going to give you... You have your choice between a cake or a slice of a strawberry with some icing on it. What are you going to pick? Do this you need, is not do a you fair need analogy. Both? No, it is. It is. Do you need both? No, this because isn't about it, needing anything. Uh, well, what's it about? Want? Uh, yeah, I think it's just about, you know, if I had a, a YouTube channel and I was reviewing fountain pens, you know... I might not be able to buy another $200 pen with the proceeds, but maybe after a year's time I could buy a $20 or $40 pen. It, all right, then why wouldn't you just get sponsored and have people buy your pens for you? I right. mean, that would be the goal, but not every pen company is going to sponsor me or every pen reseller is going to sponsor me, so maybe there's pens that I still want to buy on my own. It doesn't matter. I mean, A calligraphy publication would sponsor you, and you'd have a, a stipend, and then you could pick whatever pen you want to review. People don't because use they're paying pens you to write calligraphy. 
<laughs> what the fuck ever, all right? You're you're nitpicking here, and it's driving me nuts. You're missing the forest for the trees. My point is, like, they're gonna pay, they're the publications as a sponsor are gonna pay you for the content. They're not gonna pay you like specifically for or against one product or another. Yeah, some some vendors, some some manufacturers might do that, and that's fine. But that even then, that amount of money is gonna be more than what you make off YouTube ads. I'm saying YouTube ads are bullshit. Okay, and that's fine if you feel that way. Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to start fucking vlogging and I'm going to make millions of dollars off of YouTube and then I'm going to drive <laughs> okay. up I'm going to drive up out front your fucking house in my Maserati. I'm going to get out and take a shit on your doorstep. <laughs> Javon, I think I can no, no. pay you You'll more be busy with your that. family. <laughs> You'll be like, "Hey, I'm here. I'm here in my third-hand uh, bicycle I made after a year of YouTubing. I could buy the tire. I could buy this tire. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's a lot more realistic, Jathan. I think a problem with your generation is they they have these lofty ideas of what content generation means in terms of of recompensation, and it's totally unrealistic. You know, it's just not a, an understanding of the market. Like, yeah, it's great that YouTube automatically sends you money, but they don't tell you that that money is going to be like five bucks over three months. It's not worth it. Right, but You're, it's not you worth would it spend to more you. on Really? Really? You would spend more on maintenance costs. You're not what? even breaking even. What maintenance costs? Bandwidth? It's, no. That is included in my... I'm not bandwidth capped. Uh, okay, let me uh, ISP access then. We'll use yeah, a more but, general term. Yeah, but I use that for so many other things that is justified by other means. Yeah, but it's still all right. Even if you broke out the amount of bandwidth you spent purely on YouTube ads or YouTube uploads, that's it's still not going to compensate for it. You understand what I'm saying? Like, like it's it's there's no point to it. Like on the surface, it looks cool. Like yeah, whatever. I'm getting money for this thing, but it's it's insulting. It's like giving. I'm sure you've I'm sure, I'm sure you've been on the street. I don't know what the homeless situation is in Colorado, but I'm sure you've been on the street. Homeless guy comes up, ask for a quarter, right? Yeah. Try giving them a penny sometime and see what happens. They're not going to take it. And do you know why? Because that holding tr keeping track of that penny is worth more than 1 cent. It's not worth it. It's it's not even worth gathering 25 pennies. You could give them 25 cents in pennies, and this has happened to me. Because it was all I had. You give them twenty five cents and pennies, they're still not going to take it. It's it's that same yeah. kind of concept where it's a it's a pittance. It's just it's insulting, is what it is. Okay, so I just linked you guys a Business Insider article about this. Okay, and it talks about what people actually make just from ads, not including their sponsorships or whatever else. <laughs> I love that at the first paragraph. It's the new Jenna American Marbles. Yeah. Okay. Well, Jenna Marbles is a fucking idiot. Sorry if you guys are Jenna Marbles fans, but but totally. it, it still proves my point. Now, well, what what part? The parts where it says, "But before you buy a video camera and tell your boss to shove it, consider what it costs to become a YouTube star." No, I'm not, and I'm not talking about being a star. But I want to point out one bullet point. Okay. Oh, oh, one bullet point of the entire ar entire article. Okay, yeah. K likely gets seven dollars and sixty cents per thousand ad views. Yeah. Okay. So let's okay. just say you get a thousand views. A thousand ad views on every video you post, and you post mm, three videos a week. That's twenty-two dollars a week 
That but assumes you get at least 1,000 views on every video. But then if you look down, she spends 500 700 a week just on editing costs. Right, but that's that's this particular person. But there's people who post completely unedited videos, more or less. That's just them fucking talking, and they get more than 1,000 views. Every week? Yes. Show me these people, because I would love to see them. Okay, uh, hold on a second. Yeah. I would like you to, after we're done, watch one of this guy's videos. and. Okay. And actually watch it. I mean, there is no editing involved. He just talks in one take, and then he posts it. And like this one, he posted three days ago. He's got 3,000 views. And if we go to some of his videos about more popular products, we see he's got, you know, six, seven, eight, ten thousand 10,000 views. 14,000 views. How long has that been up? Four months. Okay. Do you see my point? No, because that is still significant. Let's say no, half of... No, it's not. No, 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 no. It's not. Your figures you gave uh, before talk entirely about the 1,000 per week of video, right? No. Yes. That's exactly what you said. Yeah. The, the, she All I'm saying is, and the other thing is... $7.60 per video. The other... 1,000 video. 1,000 The years, other sorry. thing is, yep. you know, you don't have to just leave a video up for a week and take it down. A video will stay there through all of time, so if you actually are talking about something that people are interested in and they're going to continue to look up over time, okay... Which is immensely difficult, first off, for content generation, where you would do it on a constant basis. But also, you're ignoring the fact that it, it's still seven, what, 767 every 1,000 views? Right. All I'm saying is this guy talks about fountain pens on yeah. YouTube and makes money doing it. Not a huge amount, but enough to buy more fountain pens. Not how, all of the pens how, that he owns, but some of his pens have been funded from YouTube ad revenue. That's still stupid, if you ask me. A sponsorship that's is a way better opinion. deal. No, it's it, it financially it makes no sense. Why? It's literally I something. Just spent the last what twenty minutes talking about why? Yeah, but if <laughs> if you're already going to be doing these videos, if it's something you enjoy doing anyway, why not also generate some revenue based on it? That's hardly revenue, is my point. But it's more than you had before. That's pennies to a homeless man. No. Yes, it is. No, it is not. It is. Maybe we're at different points in our lives because I'm still a college student and I eat ramen. I don't know. That I, I mean, that may have something to do with it, but like, really, like, real-world finances, that's bullshit. All right. Well, you know what? I might just have to set out to prove you wrong. <laughs> All right. <laughs> have fun with that. I'm not gonna lend you money because I don't think I'm never gonna. I don't think I'm ever gonna see it back then. I, I don't need you to lend me any money because I don't even need to spend money on editing costs. I can just post a raw, uncut. Let me know video. how that goes for you then. Well, you're gonna be probably my first viewer. No, I'm not. I'm not yeah. even gonna click. <laughs> okay. I'll make sure I have ad I'm gonna screen. On. Yeah, you I'm gonna have ad on. I'm gonna screen it through Syspot, and if and if anything with flat pens comes up, I'm not even gonna click on it. <laughs> Fine, Wouldn't I'll matter. do it through a friend. Wouldn't matter, I'm still going to see the fountain pen <laughs> bullshit in the title. It's not going to be a fountain pen, that was just the guy who You just you said you are going to do a bunch of videos about fountain pens. No, Did you I not? Didn't. Aaron, Aaron, roll back, roll back, and let, let me know. You know, if I had a a YouTube channel and I was reviewing fountain pens, a YouTube channel and I was reviewing fountain pens, and I was reviewing fountain pens.
plans with you and Salton Pens. He specifically brought up fountain pens. <laughs> oh. He didn't say pens. He didn't say writing. He said fountain pens. Not even, not even like, oh, like tech review, right? Like, no, he said fountain pens. It was. Well, I remember because it was such a weird thing to talk about, and like it, it branded itself in my brain. So that's how I remembered. Anyways, well, if I start talking about tech stuff, then I'm going to take away viewership from the podcast because people really only listen to hear me. No, you don't know what you're talking about. I'm not worried about competition. I'm not going to make you sign like a, a non-compete or anything because that's. I, I'm not worried about it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh boy, that was that was a lot of fun. Anyways, <laughs> that was a lot of fun. My, I'm sorry for everyone who listened. You know what? Aaron's gonna like. Aaron's gonna be like, "Fuck this! I'm gonna edit this out to like five minutes. I don't need to listen to this banter." Aaron, leave this in. Leave all this in. I want the world to know how unrealistic Jathan is in terms of revenue return on investment. Anyways, uh, so that's ad blocking. I think it's bullshit. For safety reasons alone, you need to disable it. The end. Yeah, I agree. Um, we had we have one other actual topic, and we're at like 37 minutes in. Um, we're making a special case for this episode where I want all the bullshit to be there. So everyone, everyone knows. Everyone can sense Jathan's shame for him because apparently he doesn't. <laughs> Anyways, last real topic on, uh, on on tech news recently. It turns out there's a bug in Linux, but it's not Linux specific. It's it's platform sort of problem uh, design flaw, we'll say, where if you're using UEFI United or Unified Extensible firmware i forget what it fucking stands for uefi whatever i'm using that in linux i do i use it for my desktop and laptop someone just google it i can tell what is it unified extensible firmware interface yeah that was was close there's a a thing where if you rm-rf slash uh and i'll talk about that in a second uh you can brick your uefi system there's there's a a lot of things i want to say on this but i'm going to start out I saw this on Slashdot, and it I swear, it took me about 16 comment threads, actual threads <laughs> to get in, before someone finally mentioned, oh, by the way, Bash hasn't let you do that, hasn't let you uh, do that, like, rm-rf slash in, like, four years, and it's true. Try it. Like, I- I'm telling you right now, like, you can take my advice here, try it. Not on anything older than four years, please. So make sure it's an up-to-date region. <laughs> recent version of bash but try typing rm-rf slash it'll say nope sorry you're being a dumbass are you sure you really want to be a dumbass and then you have to pass a flag that says dash dash no preserve root or if you're slick like i am (laughs) you can do rm-rf slash asterisk and you know star and that that'll tell it yeah whatever i know what i'm doing just shut the hell up and let me do this thing so that's that so, like, the the entire article by itself was kind of flawed and misleading by being like, hey, you are you can't do that anyways. Well, it's almost clickbait. Yeah, well, that's basically what Slashdot's become these days. Is just yeah, it's pretty true. 80%, 90% clickbait. There's some golden nuggets there, but for the most part, it's, it's clickbait. Uh, so that aside, uh, all right, well, let's, let's talk about wh- why this happens. So, UFE and Linux, there's these things called FE variables. They're... they're system hardware level variables that you can tune 
using runtime variables, like kind of like the uh, the sit the slash sys partition, where it's like a virtual partition, um, and you can echo and you know in older systems slash proc slash sys, uh, you can echo certain values to certain quote unquote paths, and it'll tune the way the system behaves. We have the syscontrol uh, utility nowadays for that, so you don't really need to, to help make it permanent too and everything. So you don't really need to mess around with that all that much these days in Linux. The same kind of methodology exists for Effie. And this is how the system lets you change boot order in UEFI. You know, it lets you uh, add boot entries, change pointers for boot records, stuff like that. You know, United uh, Unified FE doesn't use the the MBR system. You know, it keeps a record of the boot yeah. order and where those boot sections are found on the board itself in firmware, which is kind of cool. But you know, people don't like it. Whatever. There's that's a whole other episode we should do. So when you are in dash RF, the whole system, those variables get wiped out. And that's what bricks the, the, the firmware. So there isn't really a way to fix that because that's not a Linux thing. You can't patch something in Linux to fix that. You can do the same thing in Windows. Um, it's a little bit more complicated in Windows because they don't make the FE system as transparent, but you can do it in like, I think I saw someone say like 20 lines of, of PowerShell. So you can, it's not Linux specific. It's a, it's a design flaw of UFE. Um, so that's why that happens. And you can't really fix it without changing the specifications of UFE itself, I guess. But you know what? I've got a simpler fix. How about you not fucking run rn-rf slash? That's the idea. That's like, well, how about you not do that? Like, if you need to wipe a disk, don't do it from runtime. Boot up a live CD and DD the disk with dev0 at least. If you want to be a little bit more secure about it and you're paranoid like I am, use um, nwipe or uh, even, you know, DD input dev you random or something. You know, like a little bit of entropy, whatever. But there's no reason why you would ever rm-rf slash i know the novices out there think like oh this is a quick way to wipe out the system because i need a reimage don't do that because it still leaves remnants on the disk just just dd it just boot up a fucking live system and do it i don't know why first of all you're going to completely avoid this whole ufe design flaw bug if you do it that way so that it's preferred that way you're not going to leave any system remnants for future installs on that disk or, you know, for forensics reasons, you don't want someone at the hard drive recycling center or whatever to, to take it home and, and look into it, you know? It's just, it solves so many problems by doing it the right way. So just do it the right way. Oh my gosh. <sighs> I feel like I've done 90% yeah. of the talking in this episode, as apart from when Jathan tried to convince me that it was economically viable to make money off YouTube ads. Is perfectly <laughs> fucking viable. <laughs> Jason, do you know what the phrase economically viable means? Yes. Are you sure? Because yes. I don't think you please would, define yeah, it. I don't think you would say that if you know what it actually means. Please, please no, define you it. You know what? We're done with that one. Uh, we are. Apparently, we apparently are, yeah. he, we got him in a corner and he doesn't want to come out. So no, you know, you're like we in, just... you're like in the South Park episode where R. Kelly gets trapped. Gets was it R. Kelly? <laughs> no, it was like Tom Cruise. He's like in the closet and he doesn't want to come out. And he doesn't want to come out of the closet. <laughs> and I feel like that's Jathan right now. Jathan, are you literally in your closet right now? John Travolta. Well, I am actually. Yeah, I am that's actually. He records in the, in the closet. closet. So I feel like we, we've got him cornered <laughs> in the proverbial closet, and he doesn't want to come out. Oh, well. Well, there's just no sense continuing to argue about it. Yeah, I mean, I. 
I would love to hear from our viewers. Yeah, hit us up on Twitter. I'd love to hear some feedback on yeah. this. I would love to hear someone Absolutely. prove me wrong. Uh, because you know what? That makes me a lot more happy for YouTubers that uh, have this naive sense of view. But if I'm wrong, I would love to see some statistics and financial reports proving it. Anyways. I mean, I, I don't think these people are making the money you think they're making. No, I'm not, they be making... I'm not saying they're making millions of dollars. No, no, no. no. I'm just saying they're not said, making hundreds of you dollars. Said, I'm gonna make I'm gonna make millions. Well, I I'm gonna said drive that, up yeah. my Bugatti, and I'm gonna shit oh, on you your yard. Ferrari, yeah. Come on, man. I yeah. said Maserati. Ferrari. Maserati. Yeah, Maserati. Yeah. Okay. Too many Italian-sounding right. names. Um, yeah, it doesn't matter. I was obviously you're, exaggerating. Your your hyperbole is is ridiculous. But like, you need to understand, we're coming from the opposite end. We're saying they're not even making hundreds of dollars. They're making like twenty bucks every like three months tops. No. Well, that's the the site that he linked said that some are making a hundred k or whatever, but then it's also saying that uh, they're not they're not making as much money as they really, you know, like it's not all profit. Yeah. They they still have to spend some. And they you know. Yeah. Still have if to, you if you are you know, doing content generation, let me tell you this: you got to sink money in to make money. Period. You can't yeah. take Jathan's approach and, and throw something up and hope it makes money, because that's not, not how you do it. That's not the real world. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> here, here, let me shit on a painting, and I'm going to sell it for a million dollars. Oh, wait, that really happened. Yeah, and it takes time, too. You can't just like put it up and expect to be make, making yeah. money on day one. The whole reason I, I don't do advertising with this, and, you know, I love playing Devil's Advertising. I would never put advertising on the site unless we really needed to, <clears throat> unless I was really in a tight spot and I needed to pay for the server some way. Because, like, if it came down to, like, the the podcast going away or me putting advertising up, that's the only thing that would even sway me. But the the reason I did this wasn't to make money, and I had no expectation to make money, and I don't want to make money from it. Like, if someone wants to send us a free product for us to review, yeah, I'm not going to turn that down. Even if we have to give it back to them when we're done, I'm totally okay with that. But, like... Sure. I, I didn't go into this expecting to make money. It'd be nice, but I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna be seeking that out. And I that's that's not even in the front of my brain right now. You know, I'm here to fulfill a niche in the content generation market. There's there's no real podcast centered around what we talk about. There's something that come close, like the uh, the Linux Action Show is a really good podcast that you should check out. They sync probably at least hundreds, if not thousands, of dollars into each episode. We don't have that budget. I'll tell you that right now. They're a great podcast, but they don't talk about system administration and, and related woes and security concerns and things like that. They might talk about it every once in a while, but it's not their primary focus. It's not, you know, like, it's not an in-depth view. They don't, they, they go shallow and wide. They don't go deep and narrow, which is what we hope to do. Yeah, I mean, I think talking about, you know, touching briefly on a subject versus actually going in-depth on it is, is definitely uh, what I'm into. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Jathan apparently just wants to talk about fucking fountain pens, so. <laughs> you know what? I have exactly 25 pennies here that I will give to you. But you have to pay shipping. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jathan, you know that money's still taxed from ad, ad revenue, right? Yes. Okay, just so we're clear on that. Just so, just so we're clear. You know, I have a funny story about that, actually. What, uh, pennies? Uh, Brent? Uh, yeah. Well, so, see, in, in Texas, there's a, um, a tollway, and it's run by the NTTA. A tollway? We call them toll booths out yeah. here. Uh, okay, it's a toll road. <laughs> you know, tollway, toll Whatever. road. Yep. 
you know, I'm originally from Texas. Yeah, what yeah, I say? yeah. So it's, it's run by the NTTA, which is uh, North Texas Tolling mm-hmm. Authority. If you have a little transponder, then it will charge you based on, you know, that transponder. And they switched it to a license plate uh, right around 2009, mm. 10, what have you. And so I, uh, you know, I had a vehicle and I saw I, well, the job I had, I traveled a lot, so I didn't drive anywhere. And so I got rid of my transponder. Well, I couldn't find one, so I couldn't turn it in. So I owed them 10 cents. Okay. Mm-hmm. So for three years, every month, they sent me a letter saying that I owed them 10 cents. Now, the problem here that I have is they spent, what was it per? I think since they're mailing, I, I, since they're a, like a state authority, I think they get a discounted rate on postage, but it's like 10 cents. But even still, regardless, yes. one um, letter you know, after the first one mailing, letter is one letter, they're three times in the, in the red already. <laughs> So then one day I decide, you know, I'm tired of getting these. So I call and I say, I have 10 cents. I will come and bring it to you. Please stop sending me these letters. She says, no, no, you need to pay $25. And I said, that doesn't say this on the, on the, on the, the mm. bill here. It just says 10 cents. I owe you 10 cents. I have a, a dime here. I will come bring it to you. She said, no, no, you have to pay us $25 for the transponder. Well, that's not anywhere in the bill at all. So... Finally, I think they said, "Okay, we'll stop sending it to you." But uh, it was it, it was completely ridiculous. You're probably like, wanted you in Texas because... right now. No, nah, I've I've checked. I'm not. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past Texas. And though, the uh, the North Texas Tollway Authority has actually taken over been taken over by a private company, so they're not a they're not a state run agency anymore. See, I have, I have mixed feelings about that. Like, I feel like a private company would do it better, you know, like more efficiently. But at the same time, sure. like with Philly and the PPA you've got that monopoly kind of problem, you know? Yeah. Um, for those not not familiar with Philly, the PPA is going to be your worst nightmare. Is that the parking authority? Yes. Yeah, Philadelphia okay. Parking Authority. They're actually a private company. They do ticket, like, cops and stuff if they manage to catch them parked illegally, uh, which is awesome. I would love to see a PPA tow truck come and pull a cop car or, or like, put a boot <laughs> on them or something. But uh, <laughs> that would I be... know. Oh, I know. They, they're in full authority to do it. You know, and I, I do know cops do get tickets for from PPA, but like it's all comped and everything. So whatever, you know, at the same time, PPA knows they can get away with a lot of shit because there's no competitors and they do a lot of shit <laughs> as a result. If you ever get your car impounded by the PPA, I, I haven't, but I an ex-girlfriend of mine did and I, I had to help her out with the process. And it's it's a nightmare. It's an absolute nightmare. So if you're ever in Philly, be really careful of where you park. Always pay your parking tickets if you get one. Well, just just in general, you know, having gotten towed when I was in, in the Marine mm. Corps, I parked at a gas station, went to the beach for a couple hours, came back and no pickup truck anymore. And, uh, you know, I learned my lesson very well, which is don't park illegally. Right. You know, we thought it was cool. We could go in the store and then we'd walk out and it'd be fine. No, it wasn't. So definitely, you know, stuff like that can, you know, it's just, just park responsibly. But it would be hilarious for me to drive by a cop car that has the boot on it and, you know, cops standing there arguing with the meter maid (laughs) or, well, PPA uh, employee saying you can't, can't boot my car. Actually, we can, yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's, that'd be great. I, uh, I used to do a job where I worked around the city. I, I drove, did a lot of driving around Philly, and I went down to, uh, into Philly, and I parked, and I went into the store, uh, this customer, and I was in there for five minutes to tell them I was there and need to go out and, and put money in the machine. When I came out, I had mm. a ticket, and I was just like, are you yeah, serious? It, you it, it all depends on the block, but some blocks are just really bad with that, yeah. 
They watch them like hawks. And, and I never saw the I never saw the the ticketing. Oh, they're like ninjas, either. yeah. Like, like, like I parked. I said, okay, I'll be right back. And I just went inside, dropped my stuff off, came right back out. You know, and and there's a ticket. I was it's like, like spontaneously generated. Me? Yeah, it's it's they're they're like ninjas. It's it's crazy. That being said, yeah, life is full of hidden costs that you don't really uh, get to see unless you read the fine writing. So always read the little writing. Jason, I know what you could talk about: parking tickets. Just a whole YouTube channel about it. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, I I feel like there's <laughs> limited content there, but sure. You could follow one around like with. Like like uh, Geraldo with the, the, the big uh, scarf and the big long trench coat. How many have you ticketed today? Do you know what you're doing to society? Didn't they kind of do that with, um, oh, there was that one like reality show where they, Meter Wars or something like that? Oh, yeah, I heard about that. Was it on, it was on the History Channel, wasn't it? It was Discovery? one of those, some Discovery-owned channel, but yeah, it, it was, I don't think it lasted too long because it got too real for people. <laughs> it probably did. You know, I can't believe we're sitting here talking about Oh, man. <laughs> parking tickets. Fucking yeah. parking. Yeah. Oh, well. We've jumped the ship, everyone. We've officially jumped the ship. This is now We've a jumped podcast. Jumped the shark. Uh, jumped the shark. Thank you. We've, this is now a podcast about parking tickets and parking authorities only. <laughs> We're going to be changing our name to Meter Administrivia. <laughs> <laughs> Watch our viewership. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, I... I can't even. I can't even. I cannot even. Hey, what's uh? What do a teenage girl and odd numbers have in common? I don't know what. They can't even. Oh, <laughs> that was pretty funny. I can tell by the way you're laughing. Jokes from Brent. <laughs> Dad jokes forever, man. Dad jokes forever. Dad jokes 2016. That's who I would vote for. Yeah, there we go. I, I'm down with that. You know. I want to. I kind of want to start a campaign to get people to do a write-in vote for Batman. Like. <clears throat> Do like a whole like virtual campaign like Batman 2016 and just see how many votes I could garner from it. That'd be great. You would probably be surprised how many you would get. <laughs> I don't. I don't think I would be surprised. <laughs> oh goodness. I mean, I think I think the biggest problem is um, with with voting is that not not enough people do it. They'll sit there and they'll complain. Oh my my candidate didn't win. Well, did you vote? Well, no. Well, then you really can't complain about it. You know. I don't know. I I come from the opposite end. This isn't a political podcast by any means, so like I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> we get political. This is but... why I'm specifically saying not who I voted. Yeah, for, yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not going to tell you to vote for one person or another. But like the whole voting in, in general, like between the electoral college and lobbyists and um, super PACs and stuff, like the the citizens' vote doesn't really have the power we think it does. Yeah, not, not yeah. anymore. Yeah, it did at one point in time, but I don't know if we could. If we, I think if we could get rid of all the all the extraneous bullshit, I think it'd be a lot more accurate. Lobbyists, super PACs, campaign fundraising, financing—just yeah. just get rid of it all. Yeah, just, just what happens? Just the good old days when people wear like straw hats and and visit your town in like a <laughs> carriage. And can I just tell you how frustrating it is to watch a debate and they ask them a question and then they spend thirty seconds of their sixty seconds pontificating about thanking America for the opportunity yes. to be answer the question and then they do a round of just answer the yeah. question just just tell me what yeah. you would do if it goes against one minority fine yeah, like it's impossible to make hear a real it's response. impossible to make everyone happy and I think they they try to and that's it's it's just weak in my opinion but you know whatever yeah I'm actually taking yeah. a class right now called the American presidency yeah and uh, we're just talking about all these kinds of things right now. Uh, I actually I have a paper to write when we're done with this, and it's about campaign finance. 
Well, you, you, you should just write one sentence. It's bullshit. Period. Send. <laughs> Done. It is. It is completely bullshit. Like those are bribes. Hey, hey, if you if you vote our way, we'll give you the max allow. What is it? Ten grand. Have you heard? Oh, have you guys heard of um, Vermin Supreme? He. (laughs) Okay, no joke. Every every uh, vote, every election, he is the leader for the anarchist party, and he's the funniest guy because his entire campaign is satire. It's so great. He wears a boot on his head. No shit. His name is, is like a, a synonym, and I figured this out the other day, for Rat King. You know what a Rat King is, right? It's when a, a bunch of rats died with their tails knotted together, and they petrify like that, and it's this gross, disgusting, like, lump of rats, yeah. Okay. I've, okay, I've Yeah, but that, his name's yeah. a synonym for Rat King, and I figured that out a little bit ago, and right, I thought right, that was right. the funniest thing. That and he, awesome. he has this, Pro- oh, yeah, he funny. has this thing, like, ma- cool. he'll make a, brushing your teeth a mandatory state-enacted action. Everybody, <laughs> there are some people who should do that. Absolutely, everybody who votes for him gets a pony. He makes these ridiculous promises that, like, it's it's such a great obvious satire of, of the American politics today. And he does get some votes because people are like, they're like, all right, yeah, fine. Like, I don't want to take part of this, but hey, this guy's hilarious. He's in a zombie awareness. Yeah, I mean, come on, <laughs> there man. You go. How bad can he yeah. really be? So, yeah. for our listeners, Google Vermin Supreme. You'll see him. He's a he's a funny, funny dude. Um, I know a couple people who met him in person, and he's apparently, like, really legit. He's real nice and everything. But, like, his political satire is just hilarious. He just takes it to a whole new level. I love it. And I think we need more people like that to just shake it up and be like, look, this is kind of bullshit. Yeah, I, I agree completely. Yeah. I, I agree completely. I mean, it's just, I would, I, I want someone to come in and actually, like, do the job that they're supposed yeah. to do. You know, have Congress do the job they're supposed to do. Like the last, what, three or four Congresses we've had, uh, you know, the the sessions they've been in, they have been some of the worst performing ones that we've had. They haven't actually done their job. I and, feel like that's that's you know. just kind of becoming like a, a progressively worse problem, though, no matter what party. It's like the, the culture behind the expectation or something, you know? Like, it's, yeah. I, I don't think it's attributed to one party yeah. or another. And I'm, I'm like, I'll, I'll sure. share it right now. Like, the reason I'm, I'm so... In case you couldn't figure it out, the reason I'm so, like, done with politics is, like, I'm a willful non-voter. And I'm, I'm sure I'm going to get hate email for that, but whatever. Like, it is what it is. It's just, like, I don't I don't vote. And it's my choice, intentional choice not to. It's not out of laziness. It's, like, I really don't want to vote. You know, I, I kind of get a nice... Well, when, you're, when your option is evil or <laughs> evil, it's kind of hard to really say, Yeah, I've, hmm, I've never... Which one of these is the lesser? Yeah, I've never really been one to want to go for the less evil thing. I'd, I'd rather just not go for the evil thing at all. But um, And you know what? Like, I do recognize as an American, it's kind of cool that that's, that's still my option. Like, I, it's still an option for me. Yeah, I mean, at least it's not like Russia where, oh yeah, we'll hold an election yeah. and... Who we decide to be the the president is the president regardless yeah, of what you and, and this, vote. And I, I say Russia to uh, you can interchange that with any election that's mm-hmm. been like that in the, in the past. You know, um, not necessarily calling out Russia. No hate mail from Russia, please. <laughs> Thank you. The the whole reason is like I'm I'm not bipartisan. I'm not even third party. I'm I'm no party, and I'm not. A, I don't even consider myself an anarchist either. You know, but like I I want to just sit back and and examine it for what it is more than anything and i i see all these really funny little things like it's easy if you're in one political party to blame the other i think the truth is the whole thing's just gone to shit that's that's my stance on it (laughs) 
yeah, I, I definitely think we've got a we've gotten a disconnect somewhere. And again, I'm trying to make like, this as 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 nonpartisan. Yeah. Non part. Yeah, exactly. Nonpartisan as possible. I mean, I'm all about trying to make America better. But oh, point, Trump man, I really fan. feel like we've what you know we've. I said he's a Trump fan. <laughs> I don't know about that. Talking about making America oh, better. God. Let's let's oh, not God. say any any names. Like I still want to keep this nonpartisan. I don't I don't care who's voting for. Yeah. But knowing knowing Peter personally, I don't think he is. No. But my my regardless, my point is, you know, we great. I, I think I lost it. Jason, <laughs> way to go. You know, I mean. The, I mean, the the point is, we've got to do something. We've got to do something mm-hmm. right. Let's quit screwing around. Let's quit blaming yes. other people. You know, the recession doesn't start because Bush is elected. The recession started because we were in a natural point of highs mm-hmm. and lows. You know, things happen. Yes, oil prices went up. Yes, that's that's And they're shitty. down now. It sucks. And they're yeah. way down now. I mean, it's under $2 now for me to get gas. That's phenomenal. It hasn't been that since, uh, what, 2001? Yeah, yeah, right about you now. Yeah. So it, it, it's great. If, if you want to blame... A president for that, fine, but I would prefer that you get the facts, and I would prefer that you come with me the facts and say, this is what happened. And if you can mm. get that, great, because other people yeah. haven't. You yeah, know? I'm more interested in, in, like, just subtract the politics from it. You know, like, let's find out, like, the actual yeah. numbers. The yeah. banking shit, yeah. for instance. We better wrap this up soon. But, like, the, the banking shit, yeah. like, that was the banks. That wasn't a particular politician. That was the banks, son. You know, like, yeah. like right. there was a, a study recently um, done by I think some university in the UK, some po- some political sciences school or something like that. Um, they studied the how the U.S. actually operates, and it turns out we're closer to an oligarchy with with businesses kind of driving the government more than anything. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'll, I'll link to it in the uh, you know notes. they're driving they're driving things like CISPA and and whatnot. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean when when net neutrality was taken out and Verizon could could route traffic, all of a sudden Netflix stopped yep. working. And Level Three said, "We know what the problem is, but you're not going to like it. <laughs> we can we can fix it. We can fix it for you. We'll even install it for you. We'll even pay for it." And Verizon said, "No." Yeah. And the reason why is they were getting paid by Netflix. To keep routing their, you know, to bring this back into a, a more technical area, Verizon said, "No, fuck that. We don't want to do that. We're getting extra yeah. money." I, I really think, like, you know, I don't think politics has the the gravity that we think it does. I think it's more business than anything. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. The most powerful man in the world is supposed to be the president of the United <laughs> States, but I disagree. I think the person, the most powerful person in the world, is is his uh, chief of staff, who is then who is then, you know, dictated to by lobbyists and other mm-hmm. people, who, who determines who gets to see the president? Not the president, it's the chief of staff, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, and, and it's, uh, like, like who controls those? And I didn't yeah, know for that yeah. guy. And, and who Sorry. controls the businesses? Like, who, like, who owns these businesses? Like, Ted Turner, for instance. Um, yeah, he owns uh, t- uh, T&T, uh, Turner yeah, he's, Network, he's a, uh, which in turn owns yeah. AOL. And what is ABC and or AOL something like owns, that? Uh, you have a Comcast or whatever. Private or Turner owns whatever. Like yeah, he owns a lot right. of shit. He's a right. very rich man, and he right. has his fingers in a lot of stuff. Uh, like as a person, like fine, whatever. I'm sure he's a, a great grandfather or whatever. But like, we need to examine these things because this is where our momentum in the country is coming from. And if you don't like where the country's headed, you need to examine somewhere other than politics. And that's my stance on it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I agree with that completely. What about you, yep. Jathan? You've been very quiet. Um, yeah, I've been intentionally pretty quiet over here. You know, it's interesting because I am taking this class right now, the American presidency, 
and we're talking about all kinds of aspects about the presidency and uh you know like for example Payton just made a comment about not feeling like the president is really the most powerful man in the world but even on paper congress and and everybody else has more power than the president technically well sort of but i mean they also sort of have unrestricted access to you know creating and executing executive orders yeah but what's driving these orders what's driving the motivation behind these orders it depends it could be checks and balances yeah well sort of (laughs) yeah sort of uh but you know we see back in history for example um oh boy this is going way back and i'm not going to get into too many details here but andrew jackson and the trail of tears Mm -hmm. executive order killed probably tens of thousands if not hundreds of thousands of native americans Mm -hmm. on an executive order that's power and that could still happen today yeah well culturally we're a bit different we're a bigger nation now and people are more invested in politics so I, i doubt you get something like that um we've we've had maybe things that are sort of comparable but it's all been underhanded was it fucking uh like ethnically targeted tsa scans for example it's a small example and in the end of the day it's it's maybe not all that effective but it's still a really good example of that by an executive order it wasn't the the president's order that that did that it was the it was the tsa it's not really so the ATF, uh, uh, the Bureau of Alcohol, mm. Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives, they, they sent out a mandate. And, and I'm going to talk about this for a second. I know it's not really tech-related. <laughs> we've, we've, we've been on yeah, we've been a minute here. But they recently uh, attempted to ban a type of, of bullet because mm. they said that it was armor-piercing. And I served in the Marine Corps, and I, I worked with ammunition when I was in. And I can tell you explicitly that there are no rounds that fire from an AR-15 or an M16 that are specifically armor-piercing, okay? they So they banned this type of round, and they drove up sales uh, of the round because people could buy it before it was, uh, before mm. it was illegal. They made this proclamation without uh, contacting Congress, without, you know, an executive order, without, uh, you know, any kind of, like... Per, probably without you consulting know, a professional. Uh, without consulting a professional, without... You know, possibly they consulted a professional. I, I don't know their process in there, mm-hmm. but they did this, and then, you know, it was it was law. Mm-hmm. And my first thought is that's not how that works. Yeah, I, we've been seeing we a have, lot of that lately. We have, I think. Yeah, we have an exec- executive system, a judicial system, and we have the what's the third one, Jathan? I'm sorry, I kind of zoned out. And now you said my name. <laughs> uh, you said there's executive, there's judicial, legislative, legislative. There you go. Yeah. So. You know, to make a law, we have to use all three of those. You can't just willy-nilly say, well, this is banned, and this is banned, and this is banned. That's that's not how that works, you know? And so they, they've received a lot of backlash for that, and now it's no longer... Please correct me if I'm wrong, people out there listening. Oh, they will. You know, it's no longer banned. And, and the whole point is, Obama shouldn't just be able to get up on TV and say, I want this to be banned, and, and it's banned. It, it, it needs to be a bill, it needs to be argued, you know, and... Uh, my last comment before hmm. we, you know, before we go move on to something else, please stop attaching things to bills that have to pass. Yeah, that's please, how. Um, just please. That's how the Patriot Act got so, got so got got baked through. Basically, you know, they put a lot of little shit in. Yeah. To something that to one simple thing yeah. that sounded real good, and it got through, and now look where we're at. You know. So what was your first district? <laughs> Debian. It was. <laughs> it was Debian. I started off with Red Hat, and then I I got. Uh, I got Susie. I got a. Uh, I don't know if I'm saying that right. Heard, we uh, don't either. I, I, we when, have an episode Novell, where Jathan tries to call Novell 
or whoever owns it now, and, and try to get through to a, a representative to ask how it's pronounced. But it was like a voicemail system, so yeah. Of course, of course. So when Novell bought them out, I contact you could like send an email mm. in or whatever, and you could get a free version. And then so I got a free version of like I think it was Susie Eleven. I think mm. it was what it was. I can't remember now. And I had this old Dell. And it was Mesa drivers, but it you know it was my first real like Linux mm-hmm. machine. And and it worked, you know. It was uh, it was it was su- surprising to me that it, that it worked as well as it did. Obviously, I'm much better at the command line now than I was back then. Uh, obviously, now I I can run a program that runs. It doesn't just fail miserably, and I have no idea what happened. And I'm like, what the fuck? This sucks, you know. Uh, but uh, it's come a long way. It's come. It's, it's I've come a long way, especially in this. Uh, Jathan, are are you actually using an, uh, a Linux distro? Or are you just using a Mac? Well, my. My laptop is a Mac, but at work, my workstation is Arch. My VPS runs Arch. Um, yes, correct. Yeah. So he's, yeah, Which, he, he, he actually uses Linux. We, we give him a hard time, but. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah. A couple seconds of hard time is not a big <laughs> no. deal. No. You know, I also have probably more hands on with Solaris than you guys at this point, that's, too, now. That's true. Yeah, you're, you got a lot probably. of Which, Solaris boxes. Yeah, I'm not really happy about that. <laughs> I wouldn't be either. I, I tried using Solaris for all of a week, I guess. Open Solaris back when it was a thing. And yeah, I, I just couldn't. I was like, this is a piece of shit. It's eating up my resources. It's it's not updated. It's- uh, you know, I tried to run Ubuntu uh, a couple years ago and I was just I was just sickened by how much how much resources that the uh, Unity yeah. used. And even with like a, a modern system, you know, you're pegging at two, two and a half, maybe even three gigs mm-hmm. of RAM sometimes. Just having just having, you know, a browser open and 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 the 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 window manager DE running. You know, I run XFCE or I three and I and I, obviously I mean this is not a you know post for XFCE or I three, mm-hmm. but my RAM use is just significantly less when it's when that's the case, you know. I, yeah. And I'm running I'm running two gigs uh right now with GNOME three, which is a beast. Uh, Mumble Firefox with mm-hmm. two instances of Firefox with about 60 tabs each. Probably more, actually. I never counted. GNOME Terminal, which is also another beast. Audacity. Gedit, which for some reason is also a, a resource hog. So, like, I'm, I'm running... <laughs> Gedit, the resource hog. It is. If you look at how much memory it actually uses. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm using all these things. I'm, I'm using less than... A, fresh boot ubuntu that's a little worrying to me i am right at three gigs of ram currently um and that's because my firefox is is hasn't been restarted mm. in a while and so it's using it's using quite a bit of, of memory yeah. that's it mm-hmm. that's it jason to answer your you question know. i've got 32 gigs of ram in this and gedit is using 0.1 percent so that should tell you how much memory it, it actually yeah that's uses. nice that's, a, that's actually that's a lot of memory that is a boatload for a for a text editor? Plain-ass text yes. editor. Yes, it is. What can you do? Maybe I should just start switch to using GVim. Why not just use Vim? Because I don't want to I don't want to have to take up another tab in my terminal. You know, I want something I can alt-tab directly to. <laughs> just for what? Like, Well, for right now, I'm using this temporary like notes for the show. Oh, well, yeah, okay, that's fine. But it's not like you use that in your workflow. Oh, no, 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 no. no I, use, I use Vim or VI in my workflow. Yeah. I've, I've got to get better at using Vim. For, we uh, have my notes. We have in our show notes a uh, a, a Vim tutor, 
a bunch of. There's also one built in. There is one. Yes, there is one that comes. I think that one's better. The built in. Yeah, yeah, I I like it a little bit better too. I'll I'll get you a link to the uh, the show notes for that episode, Peyton, when we're done recording. Speaking of done recording, I think it's about time we wrap this up. We we've ranted about many things not tech (laughs) for about an hour twenty minutes so far. Aaron's gonna kill me Mm -hmm. because I I want him to leave all that stuff in. <laughs> love you, love you, Aaron. Um, yeah, so I'm, I think we're, now's a, a good time to sign off. I think it's okay to occasionally, you know, go off topic a little bit just to maybe address some things that maybe other our, our listeners are, are yeah, thinking yeah. about. You know, yeah. Well, plus you know we have to have some personality in the show. <laughs> yeah. So this is this is System Administrabia, first episode of season one. This is Brent. I'm Jonathan, and I'm Peyton. Thanks for sticking around. See ya.